raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. The Ask Dr. Ernst Show is presented by Dr. Aaron Ernst, a board-certified chiropractic physician specializing in spinal correction, nutritional coaching, and cellular detoxification. And is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Seek a qualified healthcare professional before changing your health program or embarking on a new one. Visit AskDrErnst.com for more information. It's time to transform your health with one of the nation's leading and growing authorities in total health. Over the next hour, learn from experts on how to revolutionize the health of those you love most. This is Ask Dr. Ernst. And now, here's your host, Dr. Aaron Ernst. Good afternoon. Happy Saturday. You're listening to the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. I am your co-host, Dr. Aaron Ernst, along with rock star co-host, Dr. Chris Demzar. Uh, thank you, Dr. Ernst. Pleasure to be here. And uh, this is a show where pounds are shed, disease is dead, and where you can be set free from your health problems. We have, I think, one of the greatest topics. Yes. Globally, a new series we're starting on your heart health which is blood pressure, cholesterol, triglycerides, arrhythmias, palpitations, valve effects, what else, uh, stroke, uh, you name it. Yeah, we talk about the plaque buildup, talk about leads into all other type of organ health too. So it's all connected and yep. circulatory health, heart health is a great place to start. And here's the thing, we wanna start from this idea of everything you've been told is a fake lie, myth. There is no such thing as the diet heart connection, okay? I'm going to break this down briefly today by talking about blood pressure. Mm -hmm. But see, so many people think like, oh, my God, my heart's to be healthy. I need to stop eating animal products like no more beef. And I got to go all vegetarian. And, you know, I need to like exercise and I need to like eat all these specific heart healthy foods. And the problem is. The heart healthy foods are like Quaker oats and Cheerios. Yeah, yeah. No, honey no, nut no, Cheerios. No, like completely lied to. Right. Yeah, so it's, it's not the cereal box with the red heart on it that says it's been approved no, by whatever AD association or AMA or yeah, whatever no, the associations no, no. are, right? The last thing you want to follow is an American Medical Associated recommended food for your heart. Right. Because they would put themselves out of business if they teach you how to eat well for your heart. So instead, they lie to you, they confuse you, and they say, have a bowl of Cheerios, have your Kashi bars, have your oatmeal, and your heart will be healthy. That's going to destroy your heart. And we're going to talk today specifically about blood pressure because did you know this? Did you know this? 90% of Americans over the age of 65 have a heart issue. Absolutely. Now, of those 90, the majority is because of cholesterol and blood pressure. Right. So series number one in our heart health series is blood pressure. Series two is cholesterol. Series three is triglycerides. Series four is arrhythmias and palpitations. So just know we're going to spend the next month or so teaching you what you need to do to fix your own heart issues. Absolutely. And it's not just about the old adage of, oh, diet and exercise will take care of your heart. That's the lie that we're talking about. It's not getting to the root issues of what's really going on in your body. So if you really want to know, Stay tuned, listen up, be excited this weekend and the next several weekends when we just dive into all the specificities of the information you need to know so that you can take care of your heart. And get this, right? So 
we have upgraded. We're now on 25 pages. Woo! I keep adding to this thing. 25 page heart heal thyself ebook that literally has the herbs, the vitamins. Look at this, a home cardiac stress test that you can do to yourself. Uh, uh, what is that? You're going to have to download this. Read it and find we out. We have all the tests that you really need to do, not your echoes and your things. We have nerve connections to the heart, thermographies, things that you can do real simple to find out how healthy your heart is. This ebook is completely free, but you do need to do something specific, all right? You have to text your name and email. And so many times, every show we do this, text your name and email, we get someone who just says, you know, like ebook send. So I'm gonna make it like you, and if you want this thing for free, you have to say heart, name and email. Okay, no more just names and emails because you guys can't even follow that. So heart, name, email. It's real simple. Have you heard the thing like, text the phrase heart to blah, 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 right. blah. And you, so I want you to text the word heart to 704-906-2094 with also your name and your email. And then this ebook will be sent straight to you. We're also hosting a couple weeks away from today, the Charlotte Holistic or the Carolinas Holistic Heart Health Summit where we're gonna go over everything, strokes, aneurysms, heart failure, kidney issues, metabolic syndrome, palpitations, arrhythmias, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, high triglycerides. It should be like a five-day summit. Right. But in fact, we can cram it all into one, one single uh, yep. hour. Exactly. Like it's that easy. But uh, the first step is download the ebook so you can pre-read all the stuff so we can show you what to do with it. Okay, 12 steps to make our blood pressure drop. Why don't we piggyback? You do one, I do one, yeah, you do one, let's I do, it. do one. Let's do it. What is the number one step? Now, there's no specific order to this. I don't want you to think like, oh, that's the number one reason. No, in right. fact, the last is technically the first. And it's the secret that we have called the chiropractic adjustment. That's right. But we just that's gave right. it away. So anyway. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it for number 12, though. We'll yeah. leave it for the last one. So, so what is one major reason that people's blood pressure is high? Yeah. Well, the, I would say number one reason why most of you are sitting around listening to this radio show saying, hey, I do have a heart problem is because of the levels of inflammation going on in your system, whether it's your digestive system or this, whether it's systemic within your body. But, but hold on. How do I know if I'm inflamed? And what if I don't have a diagnostic? Can I still have inflammation but not have high blood pressure? Well, absolutely. So just can. remember that everybody today is inflamed. Yes. Okay. The question is how much inflammation yes. you have and what would be the thing that they can do the greatest to lower that inflammation? Yeah. It's so easy. Follow an anti-inflammatory ketogenic diet. So you're getting away from a lot of the processed foods. You're getting away from a lot of the high carbohydrate foods. You're getting rid of all the refined sugars. And you're also getting rid of a lot of the foods that are going to contain a lot of the pesticides, the herbicide, the Roundup yep. that are being used to help keep, you know, keep that food looking nice and pretty. But then it's just terrible for your insides and it's tearing up what's going on on the inside. So the food looks good on the outside, but it is destroying the way things look and the way things function on the inside of you. So let, let's just let's ask some questions, OK, because maybe some of our listeners don't know what the anti-inflammatory ketogenic diet is. Describe to me the classic inflammatory diet. It's high in this, yep. it's low in this. What yep. does it look like? Right, like high, diet. high in sugars and carbs, right? All in refined processed foods, super low in vegetables and, and uh, super low in fat, right? And so, you know, then there's always that moderate amount of protein, but that's, you know, you can definitely be higher in protein, way higher in fat, 
lower in the but so so why do so many people have this fear of eating fat is because it, we've been taught society <laughs> teaches eat? us hey if you eat fat you'll get fat or you eat fat your heart will get clogged and you'll have high blood pressure and cholesterol that's right it'll lead to all so, the other heart and heart circulatory issues inflammation is a root cause of all disease including high blood pressure so this anti-inflammatory diet is what then? So if inflammation diets, high sugar, decent proteins, low fats, low vegetables, what is the anti-inflammatory keto yep. diet look yep. like? Yep, so super high fats and then a moderate amount of protein still and high amounts of things like uh, vegetables and things that are going to bring in really good nutrients, the phytonutrients that your body needs, but no carbohydrates, refined, processed foods. And where could they go to get like a full list yep. of how to follow this diet? That entire diet plan, if you even want to call it that, right here in our <laughs> ebook, in our hard ebook. Literally sitting right here. I have one in my hands. I print it off. But guess what? It's an electronic book. We can send it straight to you. The entire anti-inflammatory ketogenic diet description, the foods to follow, everything's in the ebook. Right. How do they get it again? Yeah. All you guys got to do is now text the word heart. Your first and last name and your email to 704-906-2094. You can get that ebook right now. So number one step to improve your cardiovascular health and lower your blood pressure, get your inflammation levels down. Number two, watch this, reduce your stress. Now I want to talk about stress from three different categories. I'm not talking about the external stress. Like, oh my God, my, I'm so stressed. Like, I'm so stressed. I'm not talking Life about that. Life is so busy. I got so much going I'm on. I'm talking about the internal stresses yeah. of chemical toxicity hormone imbalances, uh, like cortisol and things like that, an internal level, physical stress internal, yep. they have connected. And when I say they, I guess we're talking about researchers, that the higher your stress hormone response, cortisol, et cetera, angiotensin is a stress hormone, for example, that your blood pressure goes up. Now watch this. When we give someone a blood pressure medication as a physician, we're typically trying to force the conversion of those hormones to stop. Yeah. So angiotensin will turn into angiotensinogen and that makes your vessels contract. So if I can give you a drug that stops that contraction through stopping the conversion, I lower your blood pressure. But guess what? High cortisol forces the conversion of angiotensin into angiotensinogen. So rather than taking a drug, just lower your cortisol levels. And there's several ways to do that. By far the easiest and the quickest is the self-quiet meditative prayer reflection, centering yourself, you know, the uh, OM. And then we're going to talk about one in a moment. I think it's number six or number five that will lower your, your cortisol levels super fast. That's right. So you've got to reduce your stress levels. But now watch this. Do bills piling up and a boss barking down your neck and a spouse who's kind of also barking down your neck can <laughs> elevate your stress. Of course it's going to. But you but, can't control that. Right. But instead you can control your response to the stress. Because Dr. Ernst, isn't it true if the internal stresses, if you're managing those well, the external stresses won't have nearly the same effect on your body and on your physiology, yeah. on your heart health. Well, you know, we and yes, but you know, we talk about it a lot like Something that I do that brings me joy may stress the living daylights out of you. That's right. So is the activity that I'm doing the stressor? No. It's the reaction and response the person has. Now, That's right. you might be like, I've tried everything and I just can't get that thing that you do to not stress me out. Then right. just don't do it. Don't do it, yeah. But now something that you find joy with might be super stressful for me. 
So you guys, you got to learn how your body responds to your environment. And if you physically can't change your response, change your environment. Get a different job if you hate the fact your boss is barking down your neck. But also maybe try to figure out why are they barking down your neck. If your productivity is low, if you're showing up late left and right, change that environment. That's right. That's right. So number three, this is a big one. And I want you to make sure you go deep into this, like about how we sometimes can track how well we are at that with technology Absolutely. and tell them about all the different well, categories. Of okay. It. Perfect. And I even see that you're wearing some technology now for this. So if you want to lower your blood pressure, you have to have to have to improve the quality of your sleep. And this is something that we chat with our patients all the time about because sleep quality is going to dictate so many of the functions that are then going to happen during the next day. So if you can sleep well at night, that next day, so many things are going to go so much better, including your ability to regulate your blood pressure. Yeah, and, and your stress. And, and your, and, right. And, and your so, inflammation. Right. And so it goes back to then you're regulating your stress better, you're regulating your inflammation better, you're regulating uh, different hormones better, right? So what does sleep really do for us? And this is how we can then relate sleep to our heart health. Sleep is the ability to help to regulate the amount of toxins and eliminate them that the brain has created during the day, right? Our brain, it's not, our brain has us all this thinking power, but it's not free thinking power. It's got to create all these toxic byproducts that have to be eliminated. When does that happen? At night while we sleep. That's right. There's also a massive hormone response. There's so many things happening uh, within your body hormonally at night. If you guys looked at a 24 hour cycle of like your cortisol levels, what yeah. Dr. Ernst was just describing, you would just see it go, woo, and it's going to peak at some point in early, early way in the wee hours of the morning, and then it's going to start to go down during the day once you're up and moving around. Unless, unless you're not getting good quality sleep. So, so, so ready? Hold on. If I'm the person who's tired during the day, but wide awake at night, yeah. what does that tell me? That That's my right. cortisol you're, levels oh, are flipped. inverted. They're, yep. Now let me ask you a question. I'm trying to be our listener. So if I get eight hours of sleep, does that is that better than six hours of sleep? Or could I get six hours of really good quality sleep That's right. and have 12 hours of really bad sleep yeah. and actually not get the sleep I need, even though I slept so long. Exactly. No, that's a great question. And so that's, you know, you're wearing a piece of technology that does help you to figure that out. You can see on his middle finger, see that fancy ring. It's called the aura Aura. ring. And it helps to track your sleep habits at night because the answer Dr. Ernst is you can get six hours of amazing quality sleep and that will beat out eight hours of not good quality sleep sleep. any day. Right. So what are we talking about when we say like really good quality sleep? Can you like, mm -hmm. are there layers? Are there percentages? Do we know this? Like, could you share this with them? And you guys can find this is, this has been well studied, right? There are sleep centers all over the place that are constantly trying to make people go to the, into and do these like sleep studies to figure out how they're sleeping and then you know they may try to prescribe a CPAP machine or something which we can get into that later anyways so important that you know the level of REM cycles that you're sleeping in we go in waves we sleep in waves basically it's like waves crashing against the beach Mm -hmm. and so as the waves coming in we're in this like deep REM sleep that's the sleep that we want to be in it crashes we bounce out of that REM cycle but then as the wave retreats we go back into REM sleep yes it starts starts as light Mm -hmm. deep REM yes crash like deep now which do you know this which state of sleep do you dream in so oh that's a good question i'm pretty sure you you dream in deep sleep and rem actually so you dream you dream vividly in rem you have what's called a superficial dream and here's how you know it you wake up that next day and you're like oh 
Did that actually happen? That's an REM felt real. dream. Felt real. You wake up and you say, man, you know what? I remember my dream, but three hours, three minutes later, you can't, can't remember That's a it. deep dream. Deep, yep. But you only dream in deep and REM. Yes. So there's light, deep REM, and there's percentages of the total sleep cycles that yep. are supposed to be in each pattern. Exactly. And those are, there's different waves associated with it. So I know like when you look at your aura statistics, yes. it shows you the different alpha, beta, delta waves. Yep. Of that are, you know, where your brain was putting out as it was in different sleep patterns. And it and gives so you can me, measure those percentages. It'll give me total sleep time. Let's say I slept six hours. It'll say what, how many hours of the six was REM? How many yep. hours was deep? How many hours was light? Mm -hmm. And then it gives me a total sleep score. Exactly. 99 would be like, you had the best sleep you've ever had. 70 would be pretty bad. 68, you probably didn't uh -oh. even sleep at all. Right. So the neat thing is, I track my sleep because if I notice a trend where my sleep numbers are going down, my pressure's going up, my cortisol's shooting through the roof, I get stressed out, and I want to catch it before I become diagnosed. But that's just me. Exactly. So it's definitely involved that your sleep is in your blood pressure. But see, you go to a classic cardiologist and they just go like this. Oh my God, oh my God. Here, take this. Right. And they never even go like, can I see your sleep cycle numbers? Can I check to see what your stress levels are like? And, and what's your diet? Like, how are you doing with that? Exactly. Okay, so number four is a huge one. And it's going to make, uh, I think, a ton of sense when you realize this mineral actually makes your blood vessels relax. And it's called magnesium. Now, here's what's unique about this. There are probably, I think, eight different types of magnesium. You have magnesium glycinate, magnesium citrate, magnesium calcite, I think, or whatever. There's tons of them, okay? The one that has been shown the most to give you the best relaxational effect for your blood pressure is magnesium glycinate. Do you know how many times people come in and they're like, <laughs> I take magnesium every day. How yep. can my blood pressure be high? All the time. You're taking we the one that, that does muscle relaxation, not vessel relaxation. Yeah. There's another magnesium that helps you sleep. But listen to this. Magnesium is a muscle relaxer. If you don't believe me, go take 5,000 milligrams of magnesium and watch your bowels relax as you have diarrhea for the next three <laughs> days. Okay? Magnesium makes your vessels relax. Okay, we got four minutes before commercial. Basic fluid dynamics. If I have a tube that's four inches across and say four feet long yep. and I fill it to the brim with water so there's no air and I put a valve on one end and a pressure gauge on the other, as I push, because it's a closed system, the yep. harder I push, the, more, the pressure. more pressure. Now, what if it's only a quarter of an inch but the same distance? I don't uh, have to push as hard nope. to get so to so watch this, guys. The smaller the diameter of a vessel in a closed system with fluid, closed system filled with fluid, the smaller the diameter, the higher the pressure. So if your blood vessels are constricted because your magnesium levels are low, your pressure is innately going to be high. So if you take the right magnesium or get this, you download the ebook and you eat the high magnesium foods, then your pressure can naturally drop. Wow. How cool is that? That's amazing. So what you're saying is that if you can just get the blood vessel to relax, relax. that'll lower the pressure just on, on its own. Yeah. Doesn't need, it doesn't require hormone change. doesn't require anything else. You can no. naturally get the muscle so of the blood vessel. You're to correct. And it goes into this. I'm always a big fan of like, okay, look, medicine as a whole, they're smart, but they're also stupid. And let me, let me explain that. A calcium channel blocker, they figured out low magnesium 
high calcium makes a contraction of the blood vessels. Yep. If they block the calcium from coming in by using a calcium channel blocker, they can innately balance the calcium magnesium ratio so the vessel will relax because not that they gave you the magnesium, they block the calcium. Look, calcium causes a contraction, magnesium causes a relaxation. So the smartness of the physicians and the pharmaceutical company to say, hey, a calcium channel blocker can block your blood pressure tells you the cause is low magnesium. Mm, that's smart. You get it? Yeah. Now watch this. What if you're taking an angiotensin converting enzyme inhibitor, an ACE inhibitor? Well, they're telling you you have high levels of angiotensin and you're converting it into angiotensinogen, which means you have high cortisol, which means you're inflamed, which means they know the cause. Now I'm gonna tease real quick. There's a new drug called an alpha blocker. And I don't know if you've heard this or not, but they block the nerve signals that go to the heart. Right. Because the new theory is there's the wrong signal going from the heart. Now this is the physicians and the, the, the pharmaceutical companies yep. saying what I've been saying for the last 15 years. Right. The wrong signal from your brain to your heart can cause it to palpitate and be arrhythmic and pump too hard. Remember, it's the pump, it's the pusher. And if it pumps too hard, the pressure goes up. Alpha blockers shut the nerve signal off and the blood pressure will drop. Right. But what happens if you shut off nerve signals? Uh-oh. Everything else drops. Everything else too, right. So, and this is another, like, we should tease with this because I know we're going to chat about this. What is the main nerve that goes from your brain to your heart? So there's, there's two main ones, but the main main of the main one is the vagus nerve. Right. And if you think about it, it's the brake. Yep. So if the brake is sending the wrong signal, it doesn't send the brake signal. Exactly. It sends the accelerated signal. There's a pressure going up. Yep. Okay, look, we got one minute. I can hear the commercials coming up. So now, right now, guys, you have to download the ebook. It has the anti-inflammatory diet, how to reduce your stress, how to improve your sleep, how to get better magnesium, how to focus on deep breathing. Whoops, we haven't talked about that one yet. But it has everything you need, and it's absolutely free. 25 pages long. We've upgraded it. We've enhanced it. And it's 704-906-2094. But this, they have to text something special, That's don't right. they? You have to put in the word heart. So and that, your name. Right. Name, and your email. email. Right. So do that right now. And when we come back from this commercial break, we're going to go deeper into the next, what is it, seven? Yep. And the number 12 is the best. Why am I saving the best for the end? I don't want you to leave. I don't want you to go away. This thing drops your pressure more than 14 points in one treatment, and it lasts for eight weeks, and it's better than two drugs. Wow. And it's number 12 on our list. Hey, it's the Ask Dr. Ernst Show, 704-906-2094. Text now to get the Heart Disease Heal Thyself ebook, and we will be right back. Good afternoon. Happy Saturday. You're listening to the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. Hey, thanks for tuning in and sticking around during our commercial break. I'm your co-host, Dr. Aaron Ernst. Along with me is rock star co-host, Dr. Christopher Demzar. Yeah, grateful to be here. I know and we were giving away a lot of teasers at the top we of the did, show. We? So super excited to continue that and keep the conversation going. So if you're just tuning in, we're talking today about how to naturally reset your blood pressure. We have 12 steps to improve global cardiovascular health with yep. the effect of lowering your blood pressure. And we're also giving away a free ebook that we have upgraded and polished and kind of waxed just for you. It's 25 pages. It has everything you need to be the supports for what you're learning today. Exactly. And all you have to do is text the word heart 
with your name and email to 704-906-2094. We'll send you the ebook for free. We'll even give you access to a webinar that we're hosting on the 12th of November, the Carolina Holistic Heart Summit. Blood pressure, cholesterol, palpitations, arrhythmias, strokes. If you've got anything that you want to deal with your heart, yeah, absolutely. that's the event to be on. Definitely. It's several weeks away, so today, of course, is free ebook day. That's right. So uh, we have our 12 steps. Let's summarize the first four or five that we did. You talked about anti-inflammatory diet. Yep, and the things to do to change that, like what are the percentages and the amounts of different foods, categories that should be eating, right? High fat, good amount of protein, then low sugars, low carbs. We talked about reducing your stress levels, not just the environment you're in and saying, oh, I'm being stressed out by so-and-so or my work is stressing me out, but actually changing your internal environment, working on centering yourself, identifying the, what I'll call sort of like reaction to your stress. Yeah, the triggers. The triggers. We talked about uh, improving your quality of sleep, right. not just counting the number of hours. Nope. You know, there's so many people that are like, man, I slept 12 hours and how come I feel like nothing? And then like me, I can pull off four and feel fabulous yep. because I have honed in and biohacked my sleep to where I get the exact percentages of REM deep and light. And what's interesting is you actually want a good majority of it to be light. And here's what's fascinating. The more you go in and out and in and out and in and out and in and out of REM, like if I ping my hours and I see light, deep, REM, light, deep, REM, light, deep, REM, light, deep, REM, and I'm getting at least an hour and a half of REM sleep, I'm done. I'm good. Yep. But the hard part is to get an hour and a half of REM sleep, you have to do several sleep cycles. And for me, I've honed it in. Five hours gives me every sleep cycle I need. So I hit 100%. Nice. Now, some people would say, five hours, there's no way. Right. Well, you know what that tells me? You're not an efficient sleeper. Exactly. And you need seven hours to pull off what I did in five or exactly. eight or 10. Yep. yep. And it's a shock. Hey, just real quick. It's coming to me. The number one thing you can do right now to enhance your sleep cycle. You any idea what it is? Uh, I was like say number one thing. Like this is an absolute. If you do this, you'll shorten the amount of time you'll sleep. You'll increase your REM and you'll wake more refreshed with less sleep. Ooh, I got Any a lot idea? of thoughts, but it was going to be to get rid of all technology that you're sleeping around. No, it's a good idea though. You should do that. Ready? You have got to go to bed at the same time and okay. wake up at the same time. So much simpler. Ready for this though? <laughs> Every day. Yes. So here's what a lot of people do. They sleep in on the weekends right. and they get up early on the weekdays. Like, and you know what? So I was, there was another a physician, ah, I forget who and where he's from, but he was like another holistic functional physician like us. And he was saying how, you know what? The way I win the weekend and the way I win yeah. the week is I treat the week like it's my sleeping in time. Yes. So I normally have to wake up at 5.30 throughout the week, Monday through Friday. So he said, so when on the weekends, it's not a treat to be able to just sleep in whenever I want. I wake up at 4.30 a.m. Saturday morning yes. and Sunday morning. Yes. And that and way I, sleep in during I the get week. to sleep in during the week. Boom. Did you guys hear that? That's huge. And notice it's only about an hour gap. I'm fine right. with that. But see, some people get up at 6 during the week. Right. And then they get up at 9 yeah. on the weekend. <laughs> also, you need to make sure that you're setting your sleep time to be the same every night. So for me, it's like 10.30 consistently every night, 1030, 1030, 1030, 1030, 1030, 1030, every single night. And can you, you know, let's put it into perspective. 
200 years ago when there wasn't electricity, when there wasn't all this technology that's keeping us up at late, so late yeah. at night, right? when did people go to bed? Oh, when the sun went down. And, and then, when their body and said... And their body was also shutting down. Like, you know what? The sun going down, we have all of these hormonal and neurological processes that yep. start, which say, yeah, you know what? Body should wind down. Yep. Things should start to relax. Yep. You should get ready to close your eyes and go into that restful state. Yep. Then you'll fall asleep. Then when see, the that, sun comes so up, the opposite happens. This is the problem. They can't see them. But with those things yeah. and with the fact that like we have light all around. Exactly. And I hate to say it in this studio, not a single window. So it could be like this all day and we would yep. never We'd know no what idea. time it is. Exactly. Now, these devices, this is why you said it's a good idea to turn the devices off. They send out a light that your brain thinks is the sun. So if it's 11.30 at night and you're watching your favorite show on your iPad, uh, your brain's like, what, 7 a.m.? Okay, I'll stay up. And you wonder why you can't fall asleep and why That's your right. blood pressure's high. Well, and then so when you're doing those things, it takes that much longer to get into the sleep cycles that you were talking about. You can't get into the light, deep REM cycles. You're going to be stuck no. in, you're going to be stuck not being able to get into that. You're going to be stuck just in the light sleep. You're not going to get into what you really need. And then that's going to and listen, destroy maybe we the should quality do a whole, of Maybe sleep. we should do an entire show on sleep because watch this. Did you know there's something called your sleep latency? Mm -hmm. You know what this is? How long does it take from the moment you actually lay down and close your eyes until the device senses, oh man, he's out. Okay. Like I can do it in less than three minutes. Yeah which is actually super really fast. Good. Like I get clicks against my sleep because of how fast I fall asleep. Right. Should be like within 10 minutes. Yep. But you know, some people, man, it's 30, 40, 50, right. an, an hour, hour just laying more. there. And if you don't have good sleep quality, you'll have high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. So number four was the magnesium foods yep. because it's a smooth muscle relaxer. Now let, we got a lot to do, 15 we minutes. We gotta do we like got this. one a minute. Okay, we got ready? This. Go. Okay. Well, this just goes into what you were saying, sleep latency. So how do you lower your blood pressure, but also improve your sleep latency? You focus on deep breathing, mm. right? And this gets into the nervous system a little bit. Are you in that fight or flight mode? Are you that tiger ready to pounce all the time? That's going to make your blood vessels go. Whoosh. They're going to constrict because they want to send blood to the working muscles so that you can be ready to attack. Yep. What are you attacking? You don't even know. You're just so stressed out. You just don't know what to do. Well, you're attacking your emails and you're attacking your, uh, <laughs> your, your boss. All the, all the, yeah, that's right. Down your neck all the, all the negative internal and external the stressors. The that came in that you're like, exactly. oh. Right. Okay. So, or do you want to be in this more, this parasympathetic restful state that's going to allow the magnesium to yeah. increase, allow the blood vessels to relax, right? So you want to be in the state where you're in this restful state. How do you do that? Focus on deep breathing. Now, hold on. Let me ask you a question. Can you look at someone and watch them breathe and figure out if they're in that fight or flight oh, or yeah. if they're in the rest? How, what does it yeah. look like? like well, imagine, what, so, what would I see? Well, imagine if you guys are watching this show right now, you guys can see me. Imagine if you're just seeing me and, you, and I'm going. <laughs> oh, you see this? Shoulder up, shoulder down, real yeah. short. Like you've just like, finished a long like a race. Run. Yeah, yeah like exactly. A, like a so really you know that race. I'm in a sympathetic state versus somebody that is well-centered, focused on their breathing. They're restful. We know that their blood pressure is lowering because they're in this restful state and you wouldn't see any body movement and you'd be able to just see that. Well, maybe you'll see their a belt, small amount. Well, their I was going to say, they're, they're gonna see their stomach is going to, but if someone's just sitting, you're not going to be able to tell. If their shirt's falling over, you may not even yeah. be able to see that, right? But your stomach should be, as we breathe in, stomach should go out because the diaphragm is lowering. As we breathe out, the diaphragm is gonna go up. We should then have our stomachs go in. And so if you can do some long breaths, and if so, typically what we do is, so, and, and, and what I was taught, and there's a lot of different thoughts and theories and research that supports different things, but I was taught the uh, rule of fours way back when, which yep. was you breathe in for four, you hold, hold that for breath four. for a set for four seconds in, and then you breathe out for four. And then there was, you know, if, 
people have different reset times once the breath is out. So some people just want to immediately breathe in again. Other people want to take a second or two, and then you start that process again. I've even but, heard of four, six, four. Yes. That's and hard. Four, seven, four. That's really hard. Okay. But that's it's amazing. It's really good to do. It is really good to do. Now, now here's the thing though, right? I think a great exercise for you guys, because look, we all have our smartphones and our smart recording devices. Literally just have someone video record you for about 30 seconds with your eyes closed, sitting upright, breathing because if you see what he did even though it sounds slow the rise in my chest the rise in my shoulders that's yep. a short that's, shallow breath what you right. should that's see tension. is this watch see how it doesn't look like anything's happening so have someone film you for 30 seconds with your eyes closed and just breathe and if you see that motion woo that's also high blood pressure that's right Okay, this is a, a, a tricky one because I like to preframe this. Tree huggers are correct. And the people who say, go outside in nature and sit with a tree and hug a tree and it'll lower your blood pressure, yeah, they're right. They are. And why is that? Well, it's going to, so grounding yourself, right? What you're talking about, Dr. Ernst, isn't just going out and hugging a tree. You can, but it's being one with nature, coming into contact with nature. Put your hands on the ground. Yeah, but Put you have to physically touch nature. See, right. We live in a world where guaranteed, right? People might have an apartment on the third floor of a building that's built in concrete and steel. Yep. They put on shoes that have fake, not real, fake synthetic oil-based rubber soles, plastic, whatever. Yep. They get in a car that's literally floating because it's like the, the tires aren't technically connected. Well, that's a whole other story. But the idea is the car never touches the ground. They get out and stand on asphalt and concrete. They walk into a building, go 34s up. They're yep. on. They're never, ever touching the ground. And when they go on a vacation, they're like, oh, man, I felt so good when I was right. at the beach. Well, wait, you took your shoes off and you put your feet in the sand. In sand. That's just the earth, man. Like you're grounding. Yep. Yep. There's an exchange of those negative ions, those hydrogen ions. So important that that happens. And when you balance that out within your body, right, the earth has so many hydrogen ions to give. You want to connect with that. That's going to help to uh, basically stabilize any what we would call free radicals, yes. which are these unstable hydrogen molecules hanging out in your body. When you balance those and it becomes a stable H2 molecule, right, hydrogen, hydrogen come together and make an H2 molecule that is stable, that is going to help to lower your blood pressure. Here's what we also know. Ungrounded people have high cortisol Mm -hmm. And that elevates their sugars, which elevates their inflammation, which does everything we just talked right. about. So they you get have to terrible start quality grounding sleep. yourself. Yes. Now, what if you do, like, what if you live in a major city? Like, what if you live in downtown Charlotte and your, 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 your condo's on, like, the 13th floor? Can you ground yourself without touching the ground? Yeah, that's why technology is a beautiful thing, right? So you have the opportunity to ground your bed sheets. If you can yes. ground your bed sheet, now you are going to sleep on a grounded Surface. Now, isn't it fascinating? All buildings by code must be, must grounded, be grounded, but all humans by yeah. code should be. Right. Well, where's the code on that? So you get a grounding sheet. You can go online and look these things up. You plug it into the bottom. They got to be very specific. The bottom half. I don't think they can see the plugs. You got two plugs, top and bottom. The top is ungrounded. The bottom is grounded. Right. Bottom plug, plug it in. The sheets will connect your body to the grounding ports and you ground. Yep. Okay. And Talk to, I know we just get time, right? Ready? 
Because we got like okay. six to regular do exercise. Than I Let's but, do it. But I want to talk about the idea that exercise is rev up, slow down, yes. rev up, slow down, and that teaches you how to center yourself. Yep. yep. It's a compensation mechanism. So you're probably going, wait, exercise doesn't that increase my blood pressure? <laughs> oh yeah. To levels that your medical doctor would say, oh my gosh, stop. There's something terrible that's yeah. about to happen. But what's really happening is that is your body's normal response, right? And we talked about this before. I said you need to increase your blood pressure to get nutrients, to get oxygen, to create more energy to the working muscles, right? So if you're going for a run and your legs are working like crazy, they need more and more and more energy. They need more oxygen. That's why your blood vessels are going to constrict. So you can increase your blood pressure and get all that good stuff to the muscles. But then so it's the after. after. Your, yeah. So it's the after effect. Once you stop, right, there's this immediate relaxation mechanism. There's yes. like a switch that goes on yes. and your blood pressure will. So if you started at, let's say you started here with your blood pressure and your exercise, well, whoop, blood pressure shot up when you stop and your body goes into a reset mode that blood pressure is going to be even lower than before you started exercising. And you know why this is so good? When that text comes through and your blood pressure goes up, you, if you've been exercising properly, you can just, okay, it's the same centering effect. Yep. And you've learned how to do it. So we're not saying exercise lowers your blood pressure. It's the effect of the learning how to go up and down and up and down and up right. and down. Just because of time. Okay, look, potassium. Potassium has been shown to be the key mineral regulator of your heart. Magnesium relaxes the vessels, but potassium ensures you get good conductivity of the electricity. Now, most people think if I say potassium rich foods, they're like, oh, uh, bananas. bananas. But here's the problem. Bananas are super high carbohydrate, almost no f uh, fat and almost no protein. Whereas an avocado, on the other hand, is four times the amount of potassium, 20 times the amount of fat and almost no carbohydrate. Exactly. So it should be... An avocado a day keeps the heart doctor away. There you go. And there's other potassium-rich foods that you guys can get from your eBooks that are free to download. The texts have been quiet, so 704-906-2094. I'm gonna steal some because we're running out of time. Antioxidant-rich foods and herbs—they're in the eBook. They're in the eBook. Okay, so let's talk about number these. We gotta hit these real fast because we need like four minutes to do the powerhouse. Sure. Number twelve, the powerhouse. But we want to make sure you're getting your potassium-rich foods yep. through like avocados and exactly. download the ebook. Antioxidant-rich herbs because when you burn carbohydrates for energy, you have a lot of waste. Like if I burn a wood fire, at the end when it's all done, yeah, it's all that ash. But if I burn a propane fire, no waste. It's clean natural gas, no yep. waste. So fat burns clean, carbs burn badly, Exactly. lots of waste. So antioxidants will go in and clean up all that oxidation and herbs are the best way to do it. And yes. the list of antioxidant herbs for your heart is in the ebook. Yes, and let me go back really quick. There's a reason when you exercise, your body's gonna use fat for fuel first. Oh gosh, yes. But then when you get too intense and you're too stressed out and the exercise is too great, your body has to switch and go into carbs. Yep. It doesn't want to use the carbohydrates if it doesn't have to, but it will try to use the fats first if you become too inefficient because the yep. workout's too hard, you switch to carbs, which are not clean. So number nine, 10, sorry, Yes. is high. Well, let's talk about it. So a lot of people don't understand the fact, we're not talking about fish oils. We're talking about the omega-3 fatty acids. You yep. can get those from plants. Yep. You can get them from chia seeds and flax seeds and avocados. Here's the thing though. It's about a relationship of them. So there's three different kinds of omega oils, three, six, and nine. nine. Yeah. And technically there's subgroups, but we're not going to go there. But the main categories, omega-3, omega-6, omega-9, when your three is lower than six, if it's more than four times lower, 
you're going to be inflamed. Well, and so, you know, let's go into what is the average American consuming? When we compare omega-3s to omega-6s, it's about a 15 to 1 ratio. And I've even seen as high as 40 Woo. when we test patients. So imagine 40 times the omega-6s, mm -hmm. almost no 3s. Now, here's the danger, though, with taking omega-3 supplements. When I elevate this, did I fix my ratio? Well, yeah, yeah, but I'm off balance. So what you do is you cut the sixes down yep. as you elevate the exactly. threes. Exactly. And where do the sixes come from? It's going to shock you. Grains elevate the omega-6 fatty acids. So corn and wheat and rice and oats and all that kind of stuff. Yes. And eating foods that ate those grains. Exactly. So when people so, say red meat causes heart disease, it's corn-fed red meats yeah. shift your omega-3 cycles, which elevates your blood pressure, and that causes heart disease. So we get this real deep. We have like not a lot of time. This is a huge one. Why mm -hmm. is that one vitamin so connected to blood pressure? Do we know? So optimizing your vitamin D levels. Yes. So, so important because that's going to go in and that's going to help your body. What does vitamin D then be is used to create in the body? Cholesterol. Yeah. And so we all, everyone thinks cholesterol causes heart disease. So stay tuned for the next one because I know we're going to dive into that there for next weekend. But watch this. When your D3 levels are low, your cholesterol is really high. Yes. And when your D3 levels are high, high. your cholesterol is real low. Right. But D3 is not a vitamin. Right. Like it's been mislabeled. It's technically a hormone and hormones tell your body what to do. So if you have low D3, not being told what to do, blood pressure goes crazy, cholesterol goes crazy. So you've got to get your vitamin D levels up. The average adult needs 10,000 units a day to elevate and 5,000 to sustain. And I know what you're thinking, like, well, how much am I supposed to take? Man, we need to consult. We need to talk first. Body weight, you know, there's so many different things. What's yeah. your current BMI? What's your body fat percentages? We need these numbers to use a calculator to give us your number. Now, let's do this. Okay, ready? We save the best for last because, in my opinion, this thing is greater than medications. This thing is greater than anything you could buy over the counter. It's stronger than the foods, than the herbs, and everything we've listed. Everything I just told you, throw it out the door because this will fix it all. And it's the power of making those nerves to your heart work. Yes. So talk to me about this. It. What is this thing called a cardiac subluxation? Yeah, so it's the, it's the, the, the thought, the theory that the reason that your heart's not working well is because the signals going to it are telling it to do something that it shouldn't. Or it's saying, well, we need your body to do this, so it's going to cause... Uh, it's going to cause the arrhythmia or it's going to cause the yeah. valve prolapse, even though there's nothing wrong with the, with the valve. There's nothing wrong with the heart wall tissue that should be causing that arrhythmia. But the signal coming to it yep. has been altered in some way. So it's kind of like this. So like uh, here's, I don't know if you can see this. Here's the cable that connects my microphone. So what would happen if I go cluck? Yeah. Or even just, even if you or did that. Or peel if it just away got, the layers, right? right? Or All of a sudden. <laughs> yep. And people go, give them a medication to fix the noise. No, yeah. fix the wire. Now, we have two minutes. Medicine has recently come out with a relatively new drug called an alpha yep. blocker. Exactly. That they are now prescribing for blood pressure because it does lower blood pressure. But what is it doing? It's shutting down the excess signal that's making the heart pump even harder. So they finally have taken a drug and say, hey, turn the nerve system off. So what they just did is proved the wrong signal is causing the blood pressure. Exactly. Now talk to me about the University of Chicago did the greatest study yes. ever. We have yes. two minutes. Yeah, Let's so do it. They did a study where they tested a, they took a bunch of people that had high blood pressure, right? Blood pressure that was elevated beyond normal. And then they did a very specific 
chiropractic adjustment, mm-hmm. an adjustment to the top bone of the spine of the nervous system, it's called the, the atlas, atlas bone, yeah, okay. right? And the vagal nerve crosses over the atlas bone before it makes its way down to the heart. And they found that after just that one adjustment, it wasn't like a series, it was one, that there was a massive drop in blood pressure. I think it was like 10 14 to 14 points, points on average yes, for systolic. Right? Eight and to then, 10 points mm-hmm, diastolic. Six to but 10 watch this, diastolic. how many weeks did it last? And then, oh, well, oh, correct if I'm wrong. I think it was, I thought, yeah, eight weeks. I had to give so, it to him. But now watch this. When they stacked the medical doctors that had the same number of blood pressure patients, and they said, hey, do you, you do what you do. Yep. How many it drugs was, on average did it take to achieve right. the same thing? But how long did it take? Right. Two drugs and way longer, way longer, like more than double the time for two drugs to have the same so, effect. You get a subluxation cleared from your vagus nerve immediately yeah. and lasting eight weeks, or you go pop pills and you wait weeks to get the same effect, but also toxins and, right. and, and, and so listen, guys, I'm here to tell you, you can solve your blood pressure. 12 steps. We went through all of them today. If you're stuck, go to Facebook. I'm posting the infographic of all 12 of them, but really, truly, you need to download the ebook. Everything's inside of here. heart, your name, email, send. I mean, you can call our call center if you want. They know what you're calling for, but really the easy way, send the text, heart, name, email, send. Any last minute words? Well, I just hope that, you know, you guys listening to this, maybe it made your stress levels go, huh? I've got to, I've got to do something. I've got to, instead of letting your blood pressure start to climb because you're like, oh, I'm not as healthy as I could be. Doctors, Chris and doctors are talking about things that I should be doing. You go ahead, take an action step, text yeah. heart, your name and your email to 704-906-2094. So that way we can give you the answers that you need. Be blessed. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget next week is cholesterol. The next week is triglycerides. The next week is the arrhythmias, palpitations, and Love all it. those Can't effects. Can't wait. Heart series with Ask Dr. Ernst. We'll see you guys next week. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Bye.